Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town Preview Show in association with Sports Broker. I'm pleased today to be joined by Huddersfield Town goalkeeper Nicholas Balokopic and the examiner Stephen Chicken. How are you both doing today? Good, good, thank you. Excellent. Nick, if we, we start with you, your name's one that people will be more familiar with this season, having been involved with the, the first team a little bit more while, while Ryan Schofield's been out injured. How has that experience been from you, being more involved with the first team in, in training and on the bench rather than the B-team setup, which is your, your usual home at the club? Yeah, for me, the experience has been surreal. Um, uh, starting on the, sitting on the bench quite a few times now. Every time I sit on the bench, it just feels like a new experience. Um, feels like it gets better and better every time I sit there. Uh, in terms of training, the level of just competing with professional footballers at the high standard is just yeah, unmatched. So it really drives you and pushes you to um, try and go for higher achievements, I guess. I know Clem's quite um, insistent that, that the goalkeepers across the club have a, have a real union and a real unity to, to what you're doing. And, you know, when we see you guys train, you're always involved with leave. And before a game, it's not as if it's specifically tailored to him. There is, there's quite a lot of equality in, in the goalkeepers at the club, I, I think. Is that a fair assumption to make? Yeah, to be fair, Clem does a good job of just trying to keep the keepers in their own sort of bubble. Um, even though we're joined with all the players, you'd like to think, <clears throat> you'd like people to think that um, when we're walking past or when we're just doing things, that that's a goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. Yeah. So, in terms of that, it just, um, he just wants us to respect everyone and to just respect ourselves. Just think yeah. Do you think that's sort of a, a nice part about being at the club then, the fact that we, we do have that? that setup and, and that ability, especially between the, the B team and the first teams, to sort of still have that, that feeling of being part of something rather than it almost feeling like you've, you've just been sort of pushed into a situation? Yeah, no, to be fair, um, the coaches down at the B team, they do well to prepare you for the next stage. So when you do get up to that stage, it's sort of like it's not a panic stage. It's more just easy way into it. And the coaches in the first team and the players in the first team as well, they just, they help young players. They tell them what they're doing wrong, what they're doing well. And yeah, helps. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. Stephen, obviously you're, you're very aware with, with how our academy set up and B team set up is, is at present and, and the changes we've made. Uh, you sat with me last time the B team played in the, in the Premier League club at the, at the John Smith Stadium against Watford, which Nick kept a, a clean sheet in in that 6-0 win. Um, do you think this is a good sign for, for Huddersfield and, and the way we're currently operating, that we are able, when a, a, a more senior goalkeeper is out, to, to happily promote from our academy and, and have some confidence in them? Because it's not just been Nick this season, although it's been him more often than not. Gio's done it as well. And, and even in, in other games before, in the, the pre-match warm-up, we've seen under-19s and, and under-17s, people like Michael Aqua being involved as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's obviously something the club are quite keen on, not just for goalkeepers, but sort of across the board the last couple of seasons. And we've seen a, a fair few uh, academy players come into the first team, obviously most notably Lewis O'Brien and Scott High and, you know, Ryan Schofield as well came in last season, was trusted yeah. to, to go with the second half of the season. And I think it sort of spoke volumes that, you know, town could, let's be honest, 
quite easily have gone out and got a third keeper. Um, you know, that they had three last year with, with Joel Pereira brought in on loan as well to, to add cover behind uh, Ben Hamer alongside Ryan. But they made the decision this season that actually they just need the, the two. They were happy with, with Lee Nichols and Ryan Schofield. And I think that sort of is a bit of a vote of confidence for the academy goalkeepers that it's, look, we're, we're confident that if something were to happen to, to one of the keepers, we've at least got someone we're ha- very happy to have on the bench. Um, and obviously, you know, if, you know, you don't want to lose uh, a key player, obviously, but, you know, if, if Lee Nichols were to, you know, turn up feeling unwell in a warm-up or something, then, then Nick could get his chance. So, um, the club seem very comfortable with that. Uh, I know that Clem is is very big on, um, you know, on the the youth promotion, and he works with goalkeepers at all levels. And and Carlos is from from everything we've spoken to Carlos about, he seems quite happy to sort of trust Clem's judgment uh, yeah. on on where the goalkeepers are. Yeah, Nick um, Stephen mentions a sort of a vote of confidence with the fact that you know the, the likes of you and Gio are, are trusted to be on the bench, and it's not just a, a short term thing. You've been on there for the majority of the season now. Does that feel good to you? Is that is that something that sort of does give you a bit of inner confidence and a bit of pride? The fact that the club have backed you in that way. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like just small things like that. It just builds trust, and you feel like the coaches are right behind you, and that. Um, yeah, I guess that they're just there to support you. So you can't you can't say no. I guess yeah. Yeah, when you when you've got minutes in the uh, in the B team, do you feel like that experience of of training with Lee and, and training with Clem in the, the first team environment has sort of helped bring your game on? Do you feel more confident in when you step out for the B team and things like that? Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. In terms of just training with Lee, someone who's built sort of in my character, my sort of build. I feel like learning off him is excellent um, because it's sort of similar, even though he's a lot, <laughs> a lot much bigger than me in terms <laughs> of physicality. Um, just learning off him, him telling me just little things, of just in how to improve, what to do, what I'm doing wrong. It helps. It helps a lot. It helps a lot. What are the um, are the sort of biggest changes and challenges then between the, the B team and the first team? I mean. The most obvious thing probably would be that, you know, when you're training out on the field and the visibility of there being many more fans there, is there, you know, are people asking for more pictures? Is the awareness of who you are gone up? Um, is, you know, one or two choice things being thrown at your way when we're in a away game or something like that? Are they, is that all part of the experience? Um, haven't been, nothing's been thrown at me. <laughs> yeah, but... Um... Nah, just the atmosphere is just un- it's unbelievable. Um, I feel like the fans really do get behind you. Even when we go up for the warm-up, when we walk out or jog out, fans are just there clapping us, which gives it a bit of like excitement that you're ready to train, you're ready to play. And yeah, I feel like if they're backing you, then anything can happen. I meant throw at you verbally rather than physically, oh. Nick, by the way. That, that might have been <laughs> lost in translation. I know you've been in Huddersfield for a few years now, but there's still some Aussie in you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen, um, do you think it's a, a sign of uh, another, you know, positive sign of Lee Nichols's involvement in the squad that you know somebody like Nick feels so comfortable around him? Because you do hear stories of goalkeepers who who can be quite insular and, and don't want to mix their training times with younger goalkeepers because they want to concentrate on their game a lot more. You know, he's the, the clean sheets he's kept in the 
performances he's put in have obviously been excellent, but is it more of a, a, a big green tick against his character as a, a, just a bloke around the place that somebody like Nick or Gio or even Michael Aqua are so happy in his presence and so comfortable around him? Yeah, and I think that's something, certainly sort of the two and a half years I've been covering the club has always seemed to be the case with the goalkeepers that, um, you know, it is that cliched goalkeepers union where, you know, you're a tight knit unit and you're all there to drive each other's standards. You know, I think sort of every goalkeeper that we've spoken to over the past few years, whether that be Jonas Lersel, you know, Kevin Krabara, Ben Hamer, Ryan Schofield, they'll all talk about how you're trying to sort of drive each other's standards. And I think that's even more pronounced with the goalkeepers than it is with outfield positions, because I think with goalkeepers in particular, there tends to be a clearer pecking order. The goalkeepers are um, less readily, you know, rotated. You don't, you don't see them taken in and out of games very often. Um, and I think that part of the job is, is patience. And I think that everyone understands that. I think, you know, the keepers that town have had, they've all been at all different stages of the game where they've been a young player coming through, or they've been on the bench fighting for a place, or they've been the number one sort of protecting their spot. And I think that there's that understanding that what is good for sort of one of you is going to be good for the whole group. Yeah. Is that something that's helped you sort of settle in, Nick? Because obviously people will be able to tell from your accent, you're not from around here. You you came here uh, from Australia when you're even younger than you were now. You obviously came with Jacob Chapman, who's another one of our B-team goalkeepers who's on loan with Gateshead at the moment. Um, is that sort of environment something that's allowed you to feel more settled and be more at home at Huddersfield and at the club than, than might have been the case elsewhere, given that you've, you've come so far from home to play your football? Mm-hmm. I think um, when it, in terms of that, when it comes to training, I think Clem pushes us to be at our best every single day. So I feel like bringing that competitive spirit, that um, spirit to strive for the best. Yeah. I um, feel like it does get a lot of good out of the keepers, especially. What's been sort of your experience of Huddersfield and the town more personally than away from football? Because obviously is it a huge move to have made from Sydney to Huddersfield? West Yorkshire and and and, uh, and Sydney are, are not the same in, in any particular way. I think the only sort of, uh, you know, overlap between Huddersfield and Sydney is probably our love of rugby league. But other than that, yeah. there's, there's not much there. Yeah, no, to be fair, before I came here, I hadn't seen snow. So when it came to <laughs> Christmas time last year... It hit me, it hit me quite as a shock. Um, it was nice for the first couple of days in the first fell, but then <laughs> when we had the train yeah. and then it turned into like slush and mud, it just yeah, wasn't a nice experience. This is how it is with snow. It's good for the first day or two, and then like yeah. that's it. Like one or two days a year for me, and then that's it. Yeah, that that yeah. slush seems to take about three months to disappear as well because <laughs> it's never warm enough to, to fully go. Is that something that sort of was the same for you and Chappers then? Did you both have to have that moment like, oh God, what's uh, this about? What are we training in this? I'm not sure about Chappers, but when I came, I came like a year, half a year after him. Okay. Just under a year after him. So I'm not sure if he experienced it before me or not, or if he's been to the snow in Sydney, but yeah. Um, is there is there snow in Sydney? There's like um, ski places where you can. Oh go. right, okay. So is that artificial then, rather than actual snow? Oh no, you have you have the mountains where you can go, but it's just probably more south. I don't live south, so. 
Oh, I'm, I'm showing my ignorance of the Australian geography there. I'm, I'm, I apologise. <laughs> Outrageous, right? <laughs> one of the one of the things that you, we've spoken about previously, Nick, uh, in around the training ground is um, your parents obviously doing their best to, to keep up with your career as much as they can from Australia, which is hard because um, the, you know, there's certain games, if we're not streaming them or what have you, that, that um, it's harder for them to, to keep abreast of. What's it like for, for them to, to watch your career progressing from afar? I imagine they're, they're really proud to see, you know, Nicholas Bolokopic on the, on the bench in the championship. Yeah, they are very proud. Um, it is quite difficult due to the time zones, obviously, but they do their best. They try and, if I'm on the bench, they try and get up for the games. If I'm playing with a B team, they get up for the games. If there's a stream on, they'll definitely watch it. Um, if not, they'll just go on Twitter and just look at the live updates. But they do, they do their best to keep up with it all. Is that quite nice to know that you've got that support coming from back home then? Yeah, of course. You always like it when your parents are calling you. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's a bit like, I'm just going from training, but nah. <laughs> it's always good to hear their voices. Oh, that's nice to hear. Obviously, it's been hard for you as well with the pandemic and everything on. You've not been able to get home. You, obviously, your international duties for Australia just just haven't been as, as readily available as, as they would have been otherwise with, with everything that's been going on. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just for everyone at the moment, just these strange times, um, not only for myself, but yeah, like I said, for everyone, um, it'll, it'll end one day, I guess, but. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed, we're, we're, we're almost there. Yeah. Um, Stephen, for you, when you, you sort of see younger players coming through and, and you sort of see the, the sort of confidence the club has placed in them, do you think that's a, a healthy thing for a, a club like Huddersfield, a healthy position for us to be in? Because we're not as reliant on the transfer market or, or trying to be as, as, as involved in there as we might be otherwise because this, you know, the overall thinking behind having the B team and, and having this sort of setup was to create our own talent. And this is as big of an example of that as anything else. Yeah. I, I think it's what every club wants, isn't it? Like you, you, you're adding an extra degree of sustainability. Um, and I think it's, it's not just, not just clubs like Huddersfield. I think probably everyone from, you know, uh, you know, from Golke United through to Barcelona, <laughs> wants to have their own uh, their own players coming through. And I think it's, you know, it makes it a lot easier for, for you to run as a club uh, on and off the pitch if you do have talent coming through on that production line because, let's face it, every every club is a selling club and that is the end game, uh, I think, with, with a lot of academy talents. But before you get there, you want to enjoy their best years. Um, and, you know, if you get players that can come through and put in, you know, years worth of performances and help help the club get to the next level, then that is obviously a transfer fee you've saved. Um, and I think it's important for the fans as well. Like, I think the fans always like seeing young players coming through, whether they're from, you know, down the road in Slower or they're from Australia. You know, the fact that they've come through the your academy, I think is a point of pride for the fans. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think there's positives all around with it, really. Yeah, of course, of course. There's, there's plenty of examples of, of people that have come through the Huddersfield Academy that aren't local, but have, have been adopted as such regardless. Mm. Do you feel like a, an honorary Yorkshireman at all yet, Nick? Um, <laughs> I'd like to say I haven't lost my accent or I haven't lost my Australian sort of twang, but I feel like people are telling me that I'm slowly developing into one, so... <laughs> <you take laughs> That's good to hear. 
Um, obviously, with, with the, the game against Millwall on Saturday, it comes a week after our last game against Bournemouth, which you're on the, the bench for. What's the, the mood been around the, the first team this week? Obviously, that result didn't go the way we wanted it to, but the lads will have got that out of their system quite quickly. Is the, is the confidence back up and wanting to, to show more of what we're about against Millwall at home this Saturday? Yeah, yeah. To be fair, after the Bournemouth game, the lads pretty much switched and just straight away moved on to the next one. Um, however, they obviously did review the game. They now put all their focus into Millwall and I think everyone's ready to play. Everyone's ready to come out in front of the home fans, ready to perform, ready to show that they can play at the highest standard. And obviously, we, you know, touch wood, nothing does happen. But as Stephen says, if, if anything did happen to, to Lee Nichols at the moment, do you in yourself feel confident and, and in the right position to, you know, if you're called up and, and need to step in, do you feel confident in being able to do that? Yeah, I feel confident. I feel like you need to have a bit of confidence. Um, so I feel obviously having the coaches behind you, backing you, um, telling you that you're, you're the number, not the number two, but you're ready to step in if anything does happen at this point in time, then <laughs> it, feels good. This, it just feels good. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. That's good to hear. And I'm sure it gives town fans confidence as well, hearing that from you as well. Um, Stephen, if you, you could provide a bit of insight for us into, into Millwall before they come on Saturday. They're, they're on a, a good run. They've, they've got a couple of scouts in their, their past couple of games. I think in their past five, they've won four of them. Um, so are we going to be facing another confident side who are you know, probably going to be coming into this game expecting a positive result for them? Yeah, I think you know they've, they've only lost one of their seven away games this season, um, and there's only Bournemouth that have, that have gone unbeaten away from home. So they've got a lot of draws. I think it's fair to say in this season they're sort of drawing home and away. But as you say, they've they've hit on that that run of form now. You know, four wins in the last five, and um, there have been they have been tough games at the John Smith. So, you know, we um, town. One of their best performances last year was at the Den and they got that 3-0 win. Um, but, you know, they they drew against them two years ago. They lost last year. And Carlos, I know when we uh, put that term to, uh, in the press conference, we'll be, uh, we'll be saying it doesn't matter. It's all about what they do on the day. Uh, and I think there's some truth to that. But I, I think it's, I think it is a tough game. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's not the game you necessarily want to have when you try to sort of rebound from, from a defeat. But, um, on the other hand, if you win it, then it's it's the perfect game to to rebound uh, from a defeat. So, yeah, uh, they're they're tough opposition. We know, you know, they've got threats like Jed Wallace has got uh, five goals, four assists this season. Uh, he's he's a big player for them, uh, but they've got other players who are you know capable of providing a threat. They've had a few goals from from defenders this year, same as Town, um, and I think it could be. Uh, quite a, a robust battle as you, you normally expect from Millwall. Okay, that sounds that sounds interesting. Obviously, um, Town have faced a, a few teams that are, are on good runs this season. Blackpool have come off the back of a good result. Blackburn had, as did Luton, and and all three of those were positive results for the club. So it's not as if it's uh, the end of the world if we're, we're facing another team in form. And, and I think the, the club have shown that, especially bouncing back from defeat as well. They um, they seem to, to get out of, get it out of their system quite quickly, which is a a great trait to have. Uh, Nick, if I just ask you my my last question before we wrap up, um, Stephen mentioned Carlos and I've not asked you about him yet. He, he when he when he played, was a, a goalkeeper, funnily enough. Have you had much to do with a head coach in around the first team or, you know, when you're having your meetings and 
obviously is there is, is he somebody that you know his knowledge for the game and enthusiasm for everything that's going on is that something that's helped you learn more about sort of professional football yeah I think him coming in um, trying to incorporate his new sort of ways and styles of play it really does um, open sort of like a broad broad sort of system to what your understanding is of football so just learning all these new concepts uh, concepts of play I feel like um, it does sort of when you first learn about it, it does sort of catch you off guard but like when you keep doing it every single day and the repetition builds yeah I feel like um, when everyone's on the same page and when he's there telling you what to do and how to do it and just creating that sort of sense of practice it does sort of build good relationships in the team and yeah I noticed that I noticed that in the Watford game with the your body language and the way you'd shape up when you got the ball was quite similar to Lee Nichols. The the points out to the fullbacks and getting your men organised and it seems to be you know we like the the town like to have the same system in the B team that they have in the first team. Yeah, hundred percent. Trying to just build a culture within the club, which I think is excellent. That sounds good. I think that's a great note to, to leave it on, Nick. Um, thank you very much for your time and, and thank you to Stephen. Uh, obviously, we'll be back with extra time after the, the Millwall game. And uh, thank you again to, to Sportsbroker for making the show possible.